0: Welcome back BetMGM Tonight. Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, just enjoying a nice May Friday night. And you know why I love Fridays so much? Why? Well, let me tell you why. Why? Because it's no run in the first inning Fridays. Nerfy Fridays, here's the criteria, right? You tell just got to be an existing BetMGM sports user. That's me. And then it's just three easy steps. Okay. So easy, even I could get it done. All right. You opt in to Are the you promotion. Dumb? No, no, no. I'm smart. Okay. But sometimes, you know, on a Friday, it's been a long week. You just want to relax. You want to get together with some friends, some family, maybe sit outside and enjoy the nice 85-degree weather. And next thing you know, you opt into the promotion. You Uh place a no-run first-inning bet on any MLB game. Bet no on the will there be a run in the first-inning market. And if your bet loses but only one run is scored during the first inning... You get the bonus bet back, equaling your stake, up to $25. Bonus bets will be reflected once the wager is settled. Available only on Fridays, because it's Nerfy Fridays. And please make sure to read the full terms and conditions of this promotion before participating. So I'm going to do one, actually, tonight. You want to get down with me?
1: Um, uh, Yeah.
0: I I checked. They said, yes, you actually can partake in this promotion. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to take a no-run in the first inning with... My Chicago Cubs taking on the Minnesota Twins. Game's about to start, and unfortunately, I can't because the game already started. So we are going to move on, and we are going to go with the the Dodgers the, and Padres. Mm-hmm. And it's Blake Snell, unfortunately, and his one and five record with his four eight nine ERA going against Dustin May, who's four and one with a two six eight. We're going to go no run in the first inning, and if this bet loses. I get my money back. I get a bonus bet, which I'll then take.
1: Nurse. And I'll place
0: on the Lakers tonight because they're taking down Trista's dubs. It's over for the Warriors. They're going to build statues yeah. one day of Clay and Steph and maybe even Draymond, who, in my opinion, is a Hall of Famer. I can't believe we're still doing that thing. I saw somebody with a take, and then they deleted the take because I tried to make a argument on the take the other day. Somebody said, well, Tony Kukoc was a member of the Chicago Bulls and was a good player. He's not a Hall of Famer. And I said, he actually is a Hall of Famer. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Trista. He is. Now, technically, he's really not, but he is just because he's a European and whatnot.
1: Did you get Phil Steele's magazine yet? No, because it's not out yet. Yes, it is. No, it's not. He's just working
0: (laughs) on it. He's just doing features. (laughs) When that magazine comes out, I'll have it three days before you even know about it. (laughs) Why are you you trying to test me today? (laughs) I come in here. I feel like I'm being punk. I feel like there's... Well, there are cameras in this room. The weirdest thing is, so sometimes uh, when we get off the air at night because I have a lot of money on some of these games, I have to sit here by myself. And uh, every once in a while I'll, like, look up, and this camera will just be rotating. So I think to myself, who's spying on me? Mm-hmm. And what else would they be watching throughout the day?
1: Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Things Yeah. Things you think about.
0: I'm going to get behind this. Though. There's
1: something that just tickles me about quizzing you on Phil, Phil Steele's magazine. It just That just really just tickled me.
0: Well, I did see that he's working on he's like working on a team or a piece or something yeah, with it today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, there's no way that's out already. How?
1: <laughs> How is it possible? There's still things left there's to still, do.
0: There's, well, I mean, obviously there's quarterback battles. If you want to talk about them, we could get to them a little bit later on. Your guy Arch Manning didn't have the best spring game. No. But you're a big Quinn, uh, Quinn Ewers fan anyway. I feel like uh, three days ago, four days ago, you said I love him.
1: I do love him. I loved him for, until he got injured against Alabama, and then, then things were a little shaky after that. He I, came back, and he wasn't as good.
0: So I haven't really bet any college football, but I do have a bunch of NFL bets already for week one.
1: When do you start betting on college football? football you.
0: Very, what part of the year? I do want to know. I mean, <laughs> I, I do like— Like, is it August? No, no, no. I do like games of the year when they, came out, when they come out. This year, not a whole lot. It's changed a little bit with the transfer portal. Yeah. Also, like, a lot of moving pieces. I came into this season, well, I thought I was coming into the season as a Notre Dame fan. I was so jacked because finally they have a real quarterback. But then the offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, who I wasn't even really fully sold on, he leaves and he goes to Alabama and then takes, you know, Drew Pine with him. And now somehow maybe he starts there. So I just kind of want to wait and see who wins some of these battles. Mm. I do know that uh, Texas is the best team in the country. If you're judging just like off of talent and you look at that team on paper. I mean, their third-string quarterback is Arch Manning. I know that they lost Bijan. Both sides of the ball, so much talent. They have to actually win ten, eleven games this year. I, I think Texas is actually back. And every year I rip people that say that, but uh, last year I was sold on them. Thought they would have beat Alabama. Should have beat Alabama actually if Quinn doesn't get hurt in that game.
1: Yeah, they would have for sure.
0: And they don't have. They to almost go, beat who, them with that. Hudson Card. Yes. Yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I think they're going to be pretty good this year. But NFL. I got plenty of bets for you. Oh,
1: God. Anthony Volpe with a home run.
0: You're Yankees. See, I told you. This is why I
1: couldn't touch the total. Here they come. Here they come. They have three hits. No, they're back. Two of
0: those are homers. They're back. Big night for New York. They have
1: three hits, and two of those are homers. That tells you everything you need to know about the Yankees.
0: Big night for New York. We got our starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. The Jets opened his three-point dogs against the Buffalo Bills. That's all the way down to one and a half. That's probably going to close as a pick. And the New York Knicks... Not dead yet. Not dead yet. They got a lead in this game. I'm on the Knicks tonight. You should be on the Knicks tonight. You could bet them live. We could get weird. We could do a little money line. They are only up 36-35. Our total. Dangling Wait, it's 36-35? Right
1: well, then it sounds like uh, we're missing something. Because it uh, looks like Caleb Martin's going to sh- shoot and score this free throw.
0: Well, the book always knows. That's why I love betting on games where I'm in attendance. Because they're always 20 seconds ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And that's also why... Major League Baseball, like, live betting baseball, I hate it now. Because the streaming, like, because I, stream, oh, yeah, I stream, you know, mm-hmm. everything's like three and a half, four minutes lagging behind. Also, if there's anything we could do about the commercial breaks, we got to do something Major League Baseball. I don't want to do this baseball zen thing. I don't need to see, like, Ricky Henderson steal a base. No. It's all the same footage. Like, just give me, like, here's the top five, top ten homers this week. Here's some betting ad- Phillies are plus money to do this or do that. That's the way that that should go, right? I like that. Right?
1: Yes, right. Yes. Yes. All right.
0: He's here. All right. Let's talk with Ryan Rothstein. He's out in Philadelphia right now. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties right now. The heat are up, one on the next. You don't care. I don't care. None of us care. Is Philadelphia dead? I actually thought the Sixers were going to (laughs) win last night, man. I love Joel Embiid. He won me a tremendous amount of money, winning the MVP. Are they dead, or is there any chance that they could steal Game Seven in Boston? as huge dog, seven and a half point dog. Wow.
2: <sighs> Listen, uh, and I love that we start this conversation off with with negativity, posing the question: <sighs> Are the Sixers dead? I love it. That's that's how we it's how we got to attack this conversation, guys. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know, and that's the answer. It's so frustrating. I'm exhausted. Like, I I can't imagine how Joel Embiid feels because I'm exhausted. He suckers you in. Game five, you say, you know what? Six years with Joel Embiid, six years of disappointment. It feels different. And then he says, not so fast. And the entire organization says, not so fast. I mean, Boston, guys, I mean, maybe you disagree. I feel like the Celtics were begging to get put out of their misery yes, in game yes. six. And and the Sixers could not do it. It was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that didn't answer your question. But I don't know. I don't I do I do not trust them.
1: <laughs> do you do you feel like if Doc Rivers blows yet another closeout game um, which that, that's what that last game was and that's kind of the pattern of behavior that he's known for. I think he's probably more known for that than he is winning a title for Boston. Um, do you feel like there's any potential the, the brass thing moving on?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, you know, I, I have not been Doc's biggest supporter. I'm not leading any Facebook fan groups for for Doc Rivers uh, for his tenure in Philly, but he's done a great job this year. Yes. And and listen, I can sit here and rant for an hour straight about all the things that went wrong in game 6. Doc Rivers is not in my first five or six things of that went wrong. So, um I think he will certainly just be a it's not a scapegoat, but just a part of the, uh, you know, a part of the after, the after impact of that, of that bomb. Again, if they lose on Sunday. Oh,
0: wow! Did Toronto just tie it? Yes. Um, uh, James Harden has also been, I think, I mean, I, I'm a Harden guy, but I think he's been really good here in the playoffs. So, I I, I guess, like, if you fail in seven games, I don't even want to say fail because, I mean, Boston's supposed to win the series. But if they don't get it done, what does Philadelphia do? You know, even if you're going to move on from Doc, are you just going to run it back with the same roster? There's obviously rumors going around that Harden's going to maybe go to Houston or retire elsewhere. What what else can they do, Uh, Philadelphia, like, to try to get and beat a championship and not have to risk losing him here in a couple of years?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really challenging because, you know, especially after everything that happened with Ben Simmons and just the turnover on rosters year after year, you end up with James Harden, Daryl Morey brings in P.J. Tucker, makes a couple nice additions with, uh, you know, De'Anthony Melton coming off the bench, House coming off the bench, you draft Maxie. You know, if Harden decides to go off into the sunset of Houston – I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what you do, and you say, you know, try and build a, a championship roster for Embiid. It's time to start looking at Embiid. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, oh, poor Embiid. No. I, I listen. Depending on how he plays Game Seven, um, you know, my tune will will maybe change or solidify there. I love the guy, but enough's enough. At some point, if you end up losing again on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm curious what you thought when he said, you know, I didn't touch the ball in four minutes. Because when you're the MVP, in my view, you have to demand the ball. (laughs)
2: Uh, Perfectly said. I I could not agree with you more. And a lot of my frustration from game six actually was fueled in the postgame. I was floored. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm sitting here watching another Joel Embiid postgame playoff presser after a disappointing, unacceptable playoff loss where he's throwing teammates under the bus, where he's reminding everyone how he didn't do anything wrong, how the offense was getting open shots, but he didn't touch any he didn't touch the ball, he didn't get any of those shots. I mean, it's pathetic. It's pathetic and it's not something you want your lead player, your MVP Saying. I hope it was just a bad night, but that's a trend from him. He's done it a few different times after a bad playoff loss. So it left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Uh, one good thing for you, Ryan, is you have the Eagles, who are plus one hundred to win the NFC East. You got the Cowboys plus one seventy five, the Giants plus five fifty. I feel like the value bet is the Commanders. Not that it's going to happen, but man, that price is insane. What are your thoughts going into the season? Any chance there's a Super Bowl hangover? The team that loses in the Super Bowl sometimes obviously struggles out the gate. We even saw it with Cincinnati a couple of years ago. Or is this going to be a thirteen fourteen win team?
2: I mean, the the schedule isn't doing them. You know. Too many favors, but I mean this NFC is just who the heck's Crap. even playing in the NFC? I, I mean Jordan Love, but that's about goodness.
0: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a joke. Um so I think the Eagles had even money to win the division, maybe my favorite bet right now by by a mile. Um but man, outside of that, yeah, I think it's like injuries and just a massive Super Bowl hangover. Uh, that would cause the Eagles to really have a, you know, a disappointing year in the NFC.
1: I saw something like the Eagles were favored in, in 14 uh, of their games so far this season. If you're going to bet the Eagles game to game, uh, Ryan, how would you attack that?
2: Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's a good question, honestly. I It's it's tough because it's going to depend on, on what I see, right? Like, listen, we can... Feel confident about what the schedule looks like right now on May 12th, but you know, let's let's talk October 12th, September 12th, even, uh, and it could look a lot differently. But you know, last year I loved betting on Jalen Hurts over his rushing yards. Uh, he hits that frequently. I like betting Jalen Hurts rushing touchdowns. Maybe you couple that in with with another bet you like because uh, the spread is tough, especially with the Eagles. They're going to be such big favorites. I don't like laying numbers. Uh, greater than four or five in the NFL, regardless of the team, especially if it's uh, my Eagles, I stay away.
0: Uh, one last one: We only got about thirty seconds. What would you do in the NL East? Any chance that the Phillies get healthy and they win it because they're nine to one right now? The Braves are the best team in baseball, but minus four fifty is kind of crazy. Uh, and injuries do happen. Plus nine hundred for the Phillies.
2: Absolutely, uh, I I love that number. Love that value. This season is going to have about 20 more ups, 30 more downs for the Phillies alone. Uh, So can they catch one of those ups at the end of September or early October? Absolutely they can.
0: Thanks so much, man. Enjoy your weekend. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thank you. That was Ryan Rothstein on air host over at WIP out in Philadelphia. You could also obviously check him out here on the BetQL app, Trista.